Hey, what's up everybody? John Ferguson here coming to you from Legendary Clothes Radio. And today I want to talk about the holy grail of opportunities for salespeople. Like where should I go? Who should I sell for? And how am I getting paid? Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort? How do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. All right, everybody. Today, I want to talk about finding the right opportunity for you, the salesperson, you, the closer. You see, I was having actually a quick conversation with a couple of my good friends, and they said I should do a series on, you know, finding good salespeople for influencers and experts and gurus, and how do they find good salespeople that they can trust? And my mind instantly went towards you guys. It was like, well, how do salespeople find gurus and influencers and companies and MLMs that they can trust that if they're going to spend their hard-earned dollar and their entire life committed to sales, how do they know that they're going to be able to find the right opportunity for them? Because I'm a salesperson and that's where my mind went. (laughs) So here's what I'm going to do. Today's episode, we are going to talk about some of the shortcomings and some of the pitfalls that you might fall into as a salesperson looking for the better opportunity, the holy grail, the one place where you can hang your hat and become loyal and sell forever. (laughs) And then I am actually going to do a series for influencers, for experts, for coaches, for people who are trying to sell so that they can also find good salespeople and good closers. And hopefully these messages will find their way into the hearts and the minds of those who need it. And those are you, the closer, and you, the expert, and we can help all of you guys live happily ever after. (laughs) So anyway, so here's the deal. Here's what kind of brought all this up. Look, you know some of my background. I started in actual sales, door-to-door, selling for an MLM. I was selling knives for a company called Cutco. I had one day on the job. I had one appointment, and poof, I hated it. Years later, I got myself into another MLM, and I went from an MLM, crushed it, loved it, was able to speak and train and teach all over the world. That organization broke apart, and there was some drama there, and that kind of went away. And then I moved into high-ticket coaching sales and mentoring sales and information sales and, you know, the post-secondary education market that I found and fell in love with. Internet marketing wasn't a big thing back then yet. It was more business and entrepreneurship and personal development and real estate investing and stock investing. And so I fell in love with that type of sale. And I found myself in a situation what we actually called floor hopping or call center hopping, or team touting. So we would go from either team to team or floor to floor, trying to find that right opportunity. And, you know, the horrible thing was, is if you moved onto the wrong floor, you were stuck. So I remember this one company was having a tough time. They shut everything down. The SEC moved in, closed up shop on this place, and and we were freaking out. And so we all had to move to different floors. And I moved on to this one opportunity, 
And at first I thought it was really good, but it was a dry floor. And what I mean by dry floor was that there was a ton of people and there just was a crap ton of leads, but there weren't enough leads that had a lot of money in it. So they were dry, like their wallets did not have resource and it was a bad opportunity. The leads were low quality and the attitudes were poor from the salespeople. I mean, this call center, I remember sitting there one day at my desk, pounding away on the phones, and I'm thinking, what have I done? How did I get myself into this situation? I'm literally praying that the other company gets its stuff together so we can go back and help sell and do some speaking and some training. But in the meantime, I was all might. So for me, I get it. And I literally was begging for a better opportunity. But at the time, I remember the first time the drug dog walked past me and sniffed my leg. I freaked out. Like, I didn't know what was going on. The officer grabbed my shoulder, put me back down in the chair, and said, stop. And I'm like, okay. And kind of like going to the airport and those dogs, like, kind of sniff you now. It was like that. And I did not know that where I was currently at was that bad. Like, they had full-on, full-time gang members, and they had drugs being sold on the floor. They had, it was literally, if you were to watch the movie Wolf of Wall Street, it was very similar to that. And this all happened within my first five days working there, and I, I literally thought I had landed on the Twilight Zone. I had no reason to be there, dude. And I thought that it was just crazy. And it was just not a place where I wanted to sell, right? It was a party place, but I was into making money for my family and I did not want to be in this environment and I didn't know how I found out or fell into this. And some of you guys might be thinking, well, that's perfect opportunity. I want that opportunity, John. Let me tell you, no, you don't. It's a lot of hard work. You could probably make more money working at the corner store and on a swing shift than you'd be making in a place like this, unless you were the other guys running from the sheriff. <laughs> so, but, you know, here, all I really want to do is use my sales skills and earn an extraordinary income serving my clients. And I know that sales, when I learned from my mentor, Tom Hopkins, was that sales can be the easiest low pay work or the highest paid hard work you'll ever get. And what I found out about that was is somewhere in the middle was I could do hard work or I could work smarter and use systems to get the high pay. And that's what we had engineered, and I wanted to utilize those skills in the right place and in the right environment. And so I started blaming the guru. I was like, like, who is this person that allows this to happen? Like, this cannot be – like, if the client knew what was going on on this on that sales floor, they'd be shut down. And today they are. Like, they do not exist. That entire environment, that entire company does not exist. Actually, there were several arrests. I mean, things went haywire for a while there. And I had left just in time. Like I was gone probably uh, about three months into working there. I had absolutely left. And so I did not want to be a part of that environment any longer. It was absolutely silly to even think that I had been a part of that. And I'm glad that I left. And I just looked at myself and said, look, what we offer has value. What you guys offer as a salesperson, if you've committed yourself to succeeding and helping your clients you have value and you have an ability that other people just don't have. And to be able to close sales at such a high level and help persuade individuals to help get them out of their own way, to get them into the coaching and the services and the products that you offer in such a way 
that literally alleviates the pain of purchasing, that is an ability and that is a skill that should be valued and your skill should be put to use somewhere better than the trash dump that I was working at at the time. The absolute disgusting and decrepit place. If you guys ever catch me, I will probably tell you where that place was. You'd have to catch me on stage or just getting off a of stage or one of my coaching clients. I will tell you <laughs> who that is, but they are so long gone. I don't think anyone even in the industry would associate with that people. And I, I was so early on in my sales career, I didn't know any of these people's names yet. I, I knew some people, but I did not know this guy. Anyways, so the other thing, and the one thing that I don't care what sales team you're on, many times you are going to be placed at the bottom and you will have to prove yourself once again as you hop to another floor that you've got merit, that you've got value, that you can survive the hits. And that's a tough thing. And that for some people is enough to keep them on one floor or one sell situation or one network marketing company and not leave because you don't have that self-worth anymore because you have been struggling so long. You've been in the habit of struggle and that feels comfortable for you. And that is now your comfort zone is struggle. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to struggle and you don't have to start at the bottom. And you may have to work with some of the lesser quality leads because there's other people there and the company is loyal to the top because they have worked their guts out. They've earned their spot. And so I just, that was a struggle. Maybe you guys can feel the tension in my voice from talking about this. One, I'm trying to hold back and not to talk too much trash about that one situation and bring in a lot of negative feelings about it. But I just want you guys and gals who are listening to this, I want you guys to understand you have merit and value that you can bring to the workplace or into the individual closing space where you are working autonomously from home for multiple gurus, or you are the coach and you are the salesperson. You have the ability to do this and level up your lifestyle. So here's the thing is kind of working through a lot of this challenge was I had to start doing research on opportunities. That one bad experience I left and I did not care if I found another sales position at that point. You know, 18 years ago seems like a long time ago, but it really was like yesterday to me. And I remember I said, look, I cannot accidentally just choose this, a sales opportunity like this, speaking or training or even hopping on a telemarketing center like that by accident ever again. No matter how cool people think it is, no matter how great they told me the commissions are, I had to do my own research. I had to find out a couple of things. So these are the things that I would say hold merit. One, what is their audience? Like, who are they selling to? Who are the individuals that are going to buy the products from you? What industry is it in? Is it in the financial services? Is it internet marketing? What are you selling? Like, what is the service and what is the need? And who is the audience? And then ultimately, what's the price point? right? What is the price point that people are willing to pay for it? Because that's going to be where your commissions are based on how many items you sell. And I had a conversation with an individual just recently who has transitioned from the door-to-door sales industry where they make anywhere between thirty dollars to $50,000 in just a couple of months in the summer selling pest control door-to-door and then trying to make it on some of these sales teams that are called high-ticket sales teams. And just barely breaking 5000 a month, but they are working three times as much. I don't see that as a benefit. I would go back on the road, even if it was 
you know, something I did not want to do to make sure my income leveled up and then do the research on the companies or the experts or the industry that I wanted to sell in. And then I'd make my move because you have literally, you cut your legs out from underneath you. And I felt real bad for this person. And I'm actually probably going to find a spot for him on our team because I think he's rad. I think he's doing really well. He's got a lot of sales skills and a lot of sales experience. But this is why I'm doing this podcast is before I talk to the experts and the gurus on how to find the really good people that they can trust, us salespeople got to trust you too. Okay, we got to know that we're going to be working in an environment, in an industry that you're going to say, look, here's the skill. Here's the opportunity. Here's what you can make. Don't hide it from us. Like we're not stupid. If you want good people, create the avenue for the person that you're going to buy and you're going to find. Like you don't want to meet market. You don't want to like, you know, a grinder of, you know, young hustlers dialing your leads when it comes down to a 30, 40, 50, 60, hundred thousand dollar price point with very prestigious training and education. This is sometimes your life work going into this. And I'm talking straight to the experts. I'm talking straight to the gurus. If you want good closers that you can trust, you've got to create the environment for them. And at the end of the day, closers, if you want influencers and experts to trust you, you have to do the work yourself. You have to be committed and find the arena that you want to play in and then go all out. Stay committed, stay loyal, and work on yourself. Study for yourself. Do the hard work. Now, I I know I am preaching at you, and here is the reason, is when I found those pieces, right, of the industry, I knew where I could be. I knew where I could go. I knew where I wanted to sell and who I wanted to help. It became very simple for me. And no matter what, I was able to maintain my value. No matter what, I could close better. I was able to get into better lead types. And I knew that the value that I was bringing, the way that I closed sales, the way that I helped clients help them get out of their own way and eliminate objections without having those objections arise became such a value to the marketplace. And you know what? Here's the funny thing. I know I just said you don't have to start at the bottom. In many cases, I do. Many times I've chosen to start at the bottom so that I could understand what the lowest level person who wants your product and services is going through and what your audience is. I wanted to learn that so that I knew that when I got back onto the better leads, as I worked my way through it, as my skill set allowed me to rise to the ranks quickly, what happened was, is I was able to learn who I was talking to. It gave me the ability to work a little harder, start at the bottom and understand the leads, understand the opt-ins that they went through, the webinars that they saw. Nowadays, it's webinars and it's, you know, it's not the seminars that we, we were, you know, completely used to. But even in the seminar leads, those are some phenomenal leads, by the way. The seminars that they attended, what was being told, what was the PowerPoint used, and how can I marry that to the product and service that I was trying to sell them? You see, at the end of the day, now I'm able to create sales teams because of gone through this, now I'm able to help closers find the right position for them and the right industry. When somebody comes to me and says, hey, look, what should I sell? I'm a high ticket closer, just like you, John. I first off have to ask him, okay, what does high ticket mean to you? Is it a thousand to $5,000 sales? Because to me, that's the bottom of the spectrum. And I'm not trying to cut on anybody. There's different levels of high ticket. Now, if you're talking a thousand dollars a month, or are you talking $1,000? Uh, 
Are you talking $10,000, $50,000 packages, annual coachings, you know, mixed with boot camps and trainings and masterminds? There's a group of services out there, uh, what many marketers will call a value ladder of services out there. But because of what we go through as salespeople, now we can actually help people. A lot of the people that I've been able to train, the thousands of salespeople that I've trained over the last 15 years, being a trainer in this industry, my guys have sold over a billion dollars in sales, selling for large companies like the Rich Dead Organization. And I don't say that lightly. And I do say that to impress you. Because you guys don't really know me other than what I'm sharing here. This is probably one of the only times I'll tout myself up. The guys on the that coached me through the podcast, a lot of my mentors said I need to share more about the accolades and the awards and the systems. And so, yes, we're going to do a video podcast. Yes, we're going to have some of that stuff hanging out here. But that stuff doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is you. What matters to me is that 18 years, almost 19 years now that I've gone through the muck and the mud and the difficulty in the beginning of my sales business, I'm able to deliver back to you what I went through so that you don't maybe not have to. That you as salespeople can participate at a higher level, can feed your families without worry, can live your dreams without want, and you can serve your clients in such a way that you will never be forgotten as a salesperson. And then we bring professionalism into this industry. That's why I'm doing this. I could care less of whether you know what kind of car I drive, the trips I take, the planes I freaking fly, or the money that I have personally made or have been able to help my experts and influencers and salespeople make that are in the tens of thousands at this point over the last 18 years. It's not important. What's important is the one of you listening to this right now that needed this message. What is important is that you can take to heart and go out there and crush it the rest of your week in a better way. That's all I got for this one, guys. Crush your week. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot. And that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? Well, that's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones that you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Theory for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. But you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S-I-Q. F-U-R-Y dot com forward slash free. We'll see you on the inside. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life.